Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Zmanim, Chapter 4, Yom Atzmut, as well as Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Azikaron. Section 13, The Siren and Standing Silently on Yom Hazikaron. In its Memorial Day law, the Knesset determined that the day before Yom Atzmut will be a memorial day for the soldiers of the Israel Defense Forces who gave their lives to ensure the continued existence of the State of Israel, and for those who fought and fell in the campaigns to create the State of Israel, to memorialize them and to pay tribute to their courage. Memorial services, public gatherings, and ceremonies will be held on army bases and in educational institutions. Flags will be lowered to half-mast on public buildings. In addition, the Knesset decided that two minutes of silence will be observed throughout the country, during which all work and travel will cease. To facilitate the two minutes of silence, a siren wails throughout the country, and people stand still in honor of the fallen. In practice, at 8 p.m., Yom Zikaron evening, the siren sounds for one minute, and at 11 a.m. the next morning, it wails for two minutes, during which time everyone dedicates his or her thoughts to the memory of the fallen. The official ceremonies begin immediately thereafter. Some claim that it is forbidden to stand at attention when the siren blasts, because this custom has no basis in rabbinic literature. Rather, we copied it from the Gentiles, and one may not follow the ways of the nations, as it says in Vayikra, the 18th chapter, do not follow their ordinances. This concept is known in halacha as chukas hagoyim. In practice, however, the vast majority of poskim hold that the prohibition against following the ways of the Gentiles applies only when one of two conditions is met. One, the custom entails a breach of modesty or humility, and two, it has no apparent reason or benefit, making it clear that it is based on a vain heathen belief. Rav Yosef Karo and the Ramah concur. Thus, since the custom under discussion has a purpose, by way of the siren and standing silently, everyone unites together to remember the fallen, it is not considered a prohibited Gentile practice. Others claim that one should not interrupt Torah study on account of the siren, However, our teacher, Harav Svi Yehuda Hakohen Cook, writes, Standing silently for the fallen soldiers of Sahal contains within it the holy mitzvah of remembering the glory of the holy ones. Moreover, it is possible to say that meditating upon the memory of the holy soldiers and the mitzvah to sacrifice one's life to save the nation and to conquer the land is tantamount to thinking Torah thoughts. And even those who do not understand this must be mindful of Hillel the Elder's teaching in Pirkei Avot. Do not separate from the community. To summarize, there is a secular Israeli law about standing silently for two separate moments of silence on Yom HaZikaron. In practice, this is accompanied by the wailing of a siren. Some claim that participating in this ritual is a violation of Chukas HaGoyim, the prohibition of adopting Gentile practices, since it has no basis in any Jewish tradition. But the Shulchan Arach holds that this prohibition only applies if the Gentile practice has no apparent reason or encourages a breach of modesty and humility. Neither of these issues apply to this moment of silence on Yom HaZikaron, which has clear positive reasons. As such, it is clearly permitted. That said, 
is one permitted to interrupt their Torah study in order to participate in this practice? If one is in the middle of learning, should they get up and stand quietly, quietly, or should they continue in their clear mitzvah of Torah study? The Panine Halacha is firm. They must stand from their Torah study and start focusing their mind on the memory of the fallen soldiers. He offers three reasons. First, one should not separate from the community, as Hillel teaches us. If everyone is standing in mourning, who are you to sit learning? Second, thinking about the fallen soldiers may be its own kind of mitzvah, for which one can interrupt their Torah study. Third, thinking about the fallen soldiers may itself be a form of Torah study, such that no interruption in Torah study is even occurring. Four notes, all based on the Panini Halacha's footnotes to this section. First, on the distinction between observing this ritual in private versus in public spaces. Second, a discussion of the Vilna Gon, who has a far more strict take on the prohibition of Chukas Agoyim. Third, an interesting reality claim about this apparent Gentile tradition. Finally, a beautiful discussion of the value of not separating from the community. First, if the need to stand in the midst of one's Torah study is because of not separating from the community, then arguably that should only apply in a public space in which the community can see you and you can see the community. In a private space, one should just stay seated and continue learning Torah. And even in public, in the private recesses of one's mind, one should continue learning, not thinking about the deceased. The Panini Halacha cites Rav Chaim David Halevi and Rav Henkin as making such a ruling, but the Panini Halacha respectfully and pointedly disagrees, which is why he does not include their view in the body of this section. Second, although the Shulchan Arach, the authoritative code of Jewish law, is lenient in regard to Chukas Agoyim, Gentile practices, the Vilna Gon is not. Even if a Gentile custom has a decent rationale behind it, we are still forbidden from practicing it. For this reason, the Vilna Gon prohibited the custom of placing branches in our synagogues on the holiday of Shavuos, because the heathens put trees in their houses of worship on their holidays. In practice, though, the halacha follows the Shulchan Aruch, and, indeed, the widespread custom is to decorate our synagogues with greenery on Shavuos. Third, the Penine Halacha makes a nice point about this supposedly Gentile custom. Quote, I have been told that this custom is actually almost un unheard of amongst the Gentiles, unquote. I'll add personally that when I googled siren, moment of silence, the only hits that came up were about the state of Israel. So it's true, it doesn't have a basis in Jewish tradition, but it doesn't appear to have a basis in Gentile tradition either. That said, I think it is fair to say that a moment of silence is clearly part of various Gentile traditions. It's the siren part that distinguishes the Israeli custom. Perhaps the above halachic debate hinges on whether you view the siren as inherent to the tradition, marking it as not like that of the Gentiles, or whether you see the siren as just an additional flourish to what is clearly a foreign ritual of having a moment of silence. Finally, the footnotes contain a set of sources on Hillel's famous teaching, Al Tifrosh Minatzibur, do not set yourself apart from the community. The Midrash Pizikta Zutra, on the second chapter of Shamos, states, 
It came to pass in those days that Moshe grew up and went out. He went out to see the suffering of Israel. This is what Hillel taught. Do not separate from the community. If a person sees the community in pain, he should not say, I will go to my house, eat and drink, and all will be well with me. Rather, one should bear the burden with his fellow Jews. This Midrash connects Hillel's teaching to Moshe's example. Midrash Seichel Tov on the same verse adds, This is what Hillel taught. Do not separate yourself from the community. Our rabbis taught, If the community is in pain and someone separates from them and eats and drinks, two ministering angels accompany him, place food on his head, and say, So-and-so separated himself from the community in their time of trouble. He shall not see the community's consolation either. The rabbis further taught, When the community is in pain, a person should not say, I will go to my house, eat and drink, and all will be well with me. And if he did do so, the verse says about him in Yeshayahu, the 22nd chapter, Behold, joy and gladness, slaying cattle and slaughtering sheep, eating meat and drinking wine. Eat and drink, for tomorrow we shall die. And what is written in the next verse? It was revealed in my ears by the Lord of hosts that you will not be atoned for this sin until you die. These teachings are rather harsh, but I will add that this is how many people feel when they are standing remembering in silence the loss of their loved ones, and they see other Jews continuing about their business. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.